Sefer Vayikra, Parshat Bechukotai, on pursuing peace. Friends, this week we wrap up the book of Leviticus with Parshat Bechukotai, which means by my decrees. In it, God explains what will happen if the Jewish people follow God's commandments and what will happen if they don't. This Parsha contains numerous warnings of the consequences for not living virtuously and not living by mitzvot. God says, for example, I will set my face against you. You shall be routed by your enemies and your foes shall dominate you. However, the Parsha begins with 13 verses explaining the brachot, the blessings that will come if we do guide our lives by God's commandments, the Lord's reward for a just society. This includes fruitful harvests, plentiful bread, and maybe, most important in this time period, safety from invasion. In verse 6, God says, V'natati shalom ba'aretz, u'shchavtem ve'ein macharid ve'hishbati chaya ra'a min ha'aretz v'cherev lo ta'avor ba'artzachem. I will grant peace in the land, and you shall lie down untroubled by anyone. I will give the land respite from vicious beasts, and no sword shall cross your land. The medieval commentator Rashi, referencing the Midrash Sifra, explains why peace is so important. He writes that if peace were not included in the blessings, perhaps the people will say, well, there is food and there's drink, but if there's no peace, then all this is nothing. He comes to the conclusion that shalom, is equal to all the other blessings combined. Here we learn that a crucial part of a just society is the ability to exist without fear, the ability to live and sleep in peace. This is reflected in the evening prayer service, which includes the Hashkivenu prayer. Our God, make us lie down in peace. Our King, rise us again to life. Spread over us the shelter of your peace and direct us to better ourselves through your good counsel and deliver us for your name's sake. Shield us and remove us from enemies, pestilence, sword, famine, and sorrow. Remove the adversary from before us and from behind us and shelter us in the shadow of your wings. Guard our going out and our coming in for life and peace for now, forever. Rashi continues his commentary by expounding on the verse's idea that a sword will not cross your land. Again, citing the Sifra, he says that not only will the Israelites be protected from enemies, even armies on their way to attack others won't cross through their land with a sword. This is to say, the notion of violence won't even be in our midst, even when we are not at risk. And so the most basic level of peace is the absence of conflict and violence. But a deeper level of peace is freedom from the fear that it could emerge at all, not anxiously waiting for the sword to drop on our happiness. The early Hasidic leader, Rabbi Nachman of Breslov, saw our verse, I will grant peace in the land, and focused on the relationship between peace and the land. The earth undisturbed and destroyed by violence and strife is left to give forth its natural bounty. More than this, however, our planet and the actions we perform upon it is one of the main conduits to the world above, the primary dwelling place of the divine. As below, so above, everything has an equal and opposite reaction, starting with the premise that the earth is created with the words of Torah and prayer, Rabbi Nachman taught.
The sparks ascend from the earthiness to make peace. This being the primary rectification of creation. Therefore, one must speak only holy words and no others in order to elevate the aforementioned sparks from the earth and rectify all the worlds. The Harvard professor of psychology, Steven Pinker, perhaps unknowingly modernized Rebbe Nachman's notion of repairing the world by redeeming the sparks from the earth. In an interview with me at Valley Beit Midrash in 2021, he said, progress doesn't happen by itself. There's no such thing as progress as an autonomous force. It is only the result of human agency. It is only because we set ourselves the goal of making people happy and healthy and long-lived and educated and free and safe and apply our collective ingenuity to making it happen, inventing vaccines and democratic governments and human rights, that we enjoy any progress at all, bit by bit. We know what a broken society looks like. We know it from the flood story. We know it from Stone and Amora, Sodom and Gomorrah. And we know it from the dispersion of Migdal Babel, the Tower of Babel. We know from these stories what it's like to see punishment for an unjust society. And we only have ourselves to blame. And we know all too well from Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the Uyghur genocide, and the looming, if remote, possibility of nuclear war, that the world today is still not in a state of peace. It is our lives and the life of the planet at great risk. Yet the Jewish messianic vision demands that we look forward to an idealized future that is not a hedonistic paradise, but an actualized vision of peace. The book of Isaiah describes the culmination of the kind of peace promised at the end of Leviticus. Isaiah says, and they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not take up sword against nation. They shall never again know war. This picture of peace represents not just the freedom from suffering, but the freedom to reach our full potential as people. The presence of peace is good in itself, but it also creates the headspace and the heart space for us to actualize deeper pursuits and to get there together. For now, though, it must work the other way around. We must create a form of inner peace in order to become the kinds of people who can establish peace in the outside world. Reb Simcha Bonim, a Hasidic Rebbe from around the same time as Rebbe Nachman, said that we can't achieve peace in the outer world until we achieve peace in the inner world. These are connected. He taught, the sages said, seek peace in your place and pursue it in another place. You cannot seek peace anywhere but within yourself until you find it there. In Psalms, it is said, there is no peace in my bones because of my sin. Only if we find peace inside ourselves can we seek it throughout the world. The world doesn't change unless people change. We see therefore that spiritual work is necessary for our social change work. As the parsha tells us, it is by doing mitzvot that we transform into people who are capable of achieving and sustaining peace. May it be so. Shabbat Shalom.